regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Blue Collar Blacklisted. I'm your host, Stanley Hudson, joined by Buford, our executive producer, and as always, Captain Reverso. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. No, I'm terrible. I have I have long COVID. I mean, that's the only explanation for me to still be sick. Yeah. I was sick last week. I think we recorded that show Thursday. Today is Friday. I, th- I thought the other explanation would be like a weak immune system from the cookie dough milkshakes. That is a possibility. You know, COVID does hit fat people harder. So. <laughs> tell you what. Is that why you come in in a wheelchair today? Here's the thing. Good thing we I, got. What? Why Buford had to get a new side-by-side so you could fit in it. <laughs> <laughs> and a ramp. Yeah, so you, we usually walk from the driveway to the, or rather from the, from the, <laughs> you're going to have to, folks, you're, you're going to have to bear with me. This is probably going to be chopped up. I still have a cough drop this week. Won't have it next week. And we're going to have to sanitize your microphone. No. Because I see stuff flying everywhere over seriously? there. Seriously? Dude, I... It looks know, like one of those sneezes in slow motion. Nobody here, if you've listened for any amount of time, the listeners would know that nobody here ever gets my movie references. And so, like, I've been... Because uh, I know everybody wants to know about Stanley's steamy shower. <clears throat> to, to knock all this funk out of my lungs and out of my, my uh, sinuses, I'll just get in a hot shower and let the steam get in my sinuses. And uh, so if anybody ever remembers the original Poltergeist in the 80s, and dude, what a messed up movie in retrospect, because like I watched it a bunch when I was a kid, because that's what your parents should let you do is watch Poltergeist. And uh, at one point, like... It's better than Queer Eye for the Brown Eye. I have to agree with that. But the guy like... I I think it's like the spirit thing. I can't remember real well, but I remember he throws up this like snotty looking monster thing and like it looks up and it like climbs under the bed. I'm pretty sure that I hawked that thing up out of my lungs like when I was. So the people that have not seen that are now Googling it as as they listen. Like I haven't seen it in such a long time since I was a kid. I remember as a kid, I was like, man, that's pretty gross. It probably looks really cheesy now, but it still looks like the thing that I hooked. And it went down the drain though, my shower. Then it climb back out, and you have to stomp on it and stuff. Like get the shampoo bottle and smash it. Yeah, no, like I think there was also one of those fish from like the Mariana Trench with the little light on the front. Uh-huh. I think there was one of them in there too. <laughs> <laughs> it was some pretty nasty stuff, dude. It was hardcore, but I did notice that it seems to have really helped my impression of Donald Trump because when you look at it, it seems like blue collar blacklisted podcast is number one on the charts. And really, the only way it doesn't look like that to everybody else is because they stole they stole the numbers. Okay, <laughs> so my, it's true, especially if you're on uh, some of these crazy platforms. Oh yeah, but whatever, we get suppressed. It's all good. Yeah, hence so, the name. As always, please give us a rating. Give us a like. Leave us a review. Don't give please. us any rating. A five star rating. Five star rating. 
And you can email us info at bcbopodcast.com. Find us on True Social at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. Speaking of True Social, we are on the DC Inquirer for the first one of the night. And it says Truth Social Truth Social's massive success launches Trump back onto Forbes 400, dominating Android and Apple charts. Because if you don't know, I messaged a few people. You can now get True Social on Android. Do you have it yet? No, I don't. Why, why the hell not? Because I've been too busy editing the call set of the podcast. Okay, sorry. That's fine. So anyway, if you have an Android and you haven't been on True Social and you were waiting to join, you can now join. And if you do, you should follow us at Blue Collar Blacklisted Podcast. So uh, getting into it, it's no secret. 45th President Donald Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, is a huge success, but not just any success. The new app dominating all app charts is a success now worth over $1.8 billion. Google recently allowed True Social on their Play Store for Android users, which makes up 44% of smartphone users in the United States, and it's a hit. True Social instantly skyrocketed to the very top of the charts and has remained at the top of the charts for as the most downloaded app in the Google Play Store for four whole days. Quote, a significant milestone in our mission to restore free speech online. It was a pleasure to work with Google. I find that hard to believe. And we're glad that they, they helped us to finally bring true social to all Americans, regardless of what device they use. CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, Devin Nunes, said. So, yeah, jump on true social. And... If you want to talk about some some social media to not use, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, that uh, meta, it should have been called beta. <laughs> but speaking of, hang on, I might not have the signal for you to pause for the cough. I wanted to talk about it a couple of weeks ago because I like the UFC, and they had an event at their at their facility in Las Vegas, the Apex Auditorium, and. There was no spectators allowed, and come to find out, Mark Zuckerberg and his crew were there because I guess he's getting into MMA and been trying to train MMA, which is hilarious. Yeah, just to watch this little spindly friggin' dork trying to like do jujitsu and stuff like that. And I think he just likes to be in the bottom position. <laughs> um, which then again, he is a robot, so he's probably pretty proficient with his movements. They've changed the algorithms and the programming, <laughs> but uh, and what it was, they're gonna have like on the meta or whatever this is, like the virtual reality UFC events and virtual reality, I guess. And that's why he was there. But like he was jumping up and cheering. It was the weirdest thing to watch this little queer bait jumping around like all fruity and spindly with his pencil neck. He'd whip, he'd whip reversals. I'll tell you that. Oh uh, yeah. No. Cause he'd be too busy trying to back up. He wouldn't even know what's going on. <laughs> Just go forward, dude. Don't, don't back up. Yeah. Cause you'll definitely fall down. <laughs> All right, we're on Gateway Planet. Mark Zuckerberg's meta is a flop after billions spent less than 200,000 users on its virtual reality universe. TGP reported on Meta when it first came out. It wasn't clear if this was a huge mistake or a foreboding action. The word Meta is very similar to the Hebrew word for death. Facebook employees mocked Meta after the company spent into the billions on the initiative. A little under a year since Mark Zuckerberg rechristened Facebook as Meta, internal documents have re revealed that his Metaverse virtual reality universe is struggling to meet its goals. That's according to documents that were seen by the Wall Street Journal. The company planned to hit 500,000 users on its virtual reality platform, Horizon Worlds, by the end of 2022. The number at the time of this writing is less than 200,000, still well below the revised goal of 280,000 by the end of 2022. Documents also reveal the majority of those 200,000 users don't come back after entering the system once, many complaining most of the areas are bereft of other users. 
They've also complained of avatars floating around <laughs> eerily with no legs. And as you meta says, it'll fix in the coming months. So is this like Second Life? Yeah, it's just eh, Sim World. This avatar, yeah, is what it's like. It's like oh, are you on? He played. Yeah, he, are you on Meta? Is, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. Did you see how long he hesitated? Yeah, he I did. Is. I thought, no. Come on, let's let's check his. I'm not. Let's check his phone. What's your screen name? Pass your phone. I'm over. not on Meta. Come on. All right, I believe you. But my Tommy Gun don't. <laughs> that's that's Home Alone too. By the oh way. yeah, another movie reference. Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. I remember that. That almost looks like Hillary Clinton with no legs. A younger Hillary Clinton. Since the spring of 2022, the number of users on Horizon Worlds has been declining. Less than 10% of the worlds in the metaverse receive more than 50 visitors. And the majority of these worlds receive zero visitors. What a total waste of money. Yeah. What a shame. It's a pretty stark contrast for all the people that talk so much trash about Truth Social. This is another thing that I saw on Truth Social. And I think in part came away from True the Votes pit symposium and i can't remember the lady's name i know their screen name on true social so if you're new to true social if you're already on there uh i think it's trumper mel but it's clean elections.usa and um i'm sorry it's clean electionsusa.org is what it is and i'm just on the who you are page i want to read this to people because uh you can go and donate they have a give send go i've watched some of the videos of the people that are doing this and what it is they're watching the election the drop boxes in several states, and she needs more help in other states. I think Michigan and Pennsylvania are really, really notoriously bad, and so they need box watchers. So these private citizens within the confines of the law will will monitor these boxes and film them so that people fighting for true election integrity don't have to depend on garbage footage and pay for it from the government and all the multitude of problems that came with trying to find the footage to, to kind of coincide with the data that they found in 2000 mules. And otherwise you shouldn't, that stuff should be widely available. They wish they shouldn't exist to begin with, but if they are, they should be highly surveilled. And so these are private citizens, a private citizen group doing this. So. Yeah. I read about that when you sent that in and that it's great to see people take initiative like this. Oh, when you watch some of the videos, man, because, the, like, the people are trying to harass them, man. Like, so it's thus far from the footage of the icing, these are, these are pretty stoic-type people that, man, they're there for one reason, one reason only. They're not taking any 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 crap. But one of the, the best thing about it, though, is that the, the left media has showed up to try to disparage them and act as if they're crazy. And it's, it's making the mules not show up because, dude, not only do you have private citizen citizens filming now you've got the local news affiliates out there filming too so it's just like it looks like a circus is going on over here and so people aren't going to come ballot ballot stuff while they're all there so um but yeah check it out clean please please go to cleanelectionusa.org check them out and i don't think feel like i implore people to give money often we never ask for money for ourselves um everybody wants to do something Everybody was disgusted and disturbed so profoundly by the stolen election. This is an easy place for 20 bucks to go for the midterm elections right now that you can do to help people get out there and watch these things in the states that caused us the most problems. By all means, please kick them $20, kick them $50, $100, whatever you can give, even if it's $5, whatever you can give, these people absolutely deserve money. And I just think it's awesome, just like Buford said, that people just by their own accord, man, form organizations like this and do the heavy lifting. It's great. Here we have from the Daily Mail, exclusive, 
This is playing with fire. It could spark a lab-generated pandemic. Experts slam Boston Lab, where scientists have created a new deadly COVID strain with an 80% kill rate. Researchers added Omicron spike protein to the original Wuhan COVID strain. Omicron spike is highly mutated, which made it the most infectious variant ever. Eight in ten mice, that's four out of five, with the lab-created strain died at Boston University Lab. Boston University scientists were today condemned for playing with fire after it emerged. They had created a lethal new COVID strain in a laboratory. Dailymail.com revealed the team had made a hybrid virus combining Omicron and the original Wuhan strain that killed 80% of mice in a study. The revelation exposes how dangerous virus Manipulation research continues to go on even in the United States. Despite fears, similar practices may have started the pandemic. So, and if you just go back and remember, uh, Anthony Fauci, you know, no gain of function. People don't know what gain of function is, and that's exactly what this is. So you're, you're taking a, a virus and making it more deadly and more lethal. And they're doing that here in the United States, so... In Boston, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, if if that that would, I don't know how the population of of uh, Boston compares to that of Wuhan. Not that it really matter because it would spread just the same. But it would it would be obviously domestic before before anybody knew what was going on. It'd be our country would be decimated eighty eighty percent kill rate. Yeah, and with this being in the news like that, I'm surprised that. Um, Man, I'm surprised that'd be in the news because you would think one of these other countries would try to expose that. Think about it, 80% kill rate. Like when Whoopi Goldberg goes to a dessert bar, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You're about 90%, but, you know, it's just it's done, it's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah, even the crumbs are gone when she goes to there. Exactly, so. It's like a shop vac. Hell of a doctor. But they're still doing this, still doing it. Well, I mean, what would be the purpose of that? Obviously, it's biological. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't say, "Ah, oh, we're you know we're we're working on this because of the whole um, Russia Ukraine thing. Russia needs to be stopped." <laughs> yeah, I saw where. Uh, speaking of that, you know they're they're uh, getting re- they're readying another pallet of cash for Iran, and uh, Iran's selling Russia the drones they're using in Ukraine, and we're fu- we're funding both sides of this basically. It, it makes I would say it makes no sense it makes total sense <laughs> it's what they've always done but I digress yeah well I saw where all the Cisco products are being like the technology firm Cisco products are being sent to Russia from all these countries from China Mexico even the US they're being sent to Russia it's been denied in the U.S. though. All these technology devices, yeah, from Cisco systems. Well, they telecommunications. Yeah, network <laughs> stuff, all that kind of thing. Oh, the Saudi prince sends threat to the West after Biden warns of consequences for the kingdom. Yeah, this was, dude. Something. This is one of the things with these idiots, man. It's just like the situation in Ukraine. You know, it was supposed to be Donald Trump that was going to get us nuked, right? Yeah. And here it is. We're on the brink of of of. Let me say it a different way. There's high, higher potential now for nuclear conflict than, than there has been in a very long time. 
easily more than ever existed during the Trump administration. And as bad as they talked about him, which obviously we know none of that was true, they, they don't have any diplomatic tools in their toolbox. Nothing. The, you let this cockamamie, pathological, lying, insane, dementia-riddled moron say half-cocked crazy things with regularity antagonizing these other world leaders. But it's Donald Trump that's the crazy one. So, it just shows how st- just sheer stupidity can run a country into the ground. Well, I mean, for as arrogant as they, they said that Trump was, and I think he does have a certain level of... Well, actually, he doesn't really strike me as arrogant, to be honest with you, but this, this guy is supremely arrogant, and he really has nothing to be arrogant about. He's just a, a petty thief that got a big spot, dude, so... I mean, his tactics, his demeanor, he's just like a used car salesman. He's a slime ball. <laughs> no offense to a used car salesman. <laughs> do you have the video on this? No, I do not. Therefore, I will read it with my crusty voice. No, I mean, we need. if you don't have the video, we need to play the video of him saying that. Did you see the video at all? No. Oh, man, you got to see the video. Get the video. Uh, this House and Senate gets back, they're going to have to, uh, there's going to be some consequences for what they've done with Russia. I'm not going to get into what I'd consider and what I have in mind, but there will be, there will be consequences. Anybody that challenges the existence of this country and this kingdom, all of us, we are projects of jihad and martyrdom. and martyrdom. That's my message to anybody that thinks that he can threaten us. Okay, on the other video that I watched, he was saying it in multiple languages. Really? He was saying it in Arabic. He was saying it in English. He was saying it in French. So it's like he wanted the world to know. Yeah. Did you notice the other guy in the background? He interjected with martyrdom. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're all just eager and, and oh, no, ready no. And, and willing to just do. Yeah, I, th- I think those guys are ready and willing to pay some other people to do it. Yeah. Or, or convince other people to do it. But And, again, I, I think they suck. I think the Saudis suck. And, you know, for those that don't know what, you know, jihad means, means to make war on religious, you know, martyrdom. Holy That's, war. Yeah. So I just, I just think it's, it's insane to me how crazy and cockamamie this guy is. And uh, th- this administration has, no- and, and again, I'm not saying that it was just a reckless, it was just, it's a foolishly reckless thing to say, but it's also because of what they're doing in Ukraine or about with Russia, rather, in Ukraine. Everything is based around like all this turmoil is around this one hot spot, dude. All of a sudden, it's not Iraq and Afghanistan no more, it's Ukraine. All these military contractors are making great money. Yeah, and I mean, just think if you if this leads to something with Saudi Arabia or with Iran or whatever, think about the effect. Like if you create this big chart on the whiteboard, think about how the effect of their corruption in Ukraine has caused a global impact. Oh yeah, dude. The shockwaves from this are—it's going to take—it's going to take a long time for the shockwaves of this to be evident. How how far reaching and how how repetitive it is. It's it's an absolute mess. Especially if you get the Middle East in on this, on on Saudi Arabia and stuff on this. I mean, this is just absurd, man. This is this is absurd. We should just hand them over to the Saudis. I agree. 
I think that'd be the best thing. I think it's a great idea. Hand the Biden family over to the Saudis. I thought that's what we were talking about. It is. Oh, I just yeah. wanted to reinforce it to our listeners. Yeah. The thing that I liked about this, and the reason I put that before this next story is, I've wondered for such a long time what would happen because Islamic culture is like hyper-conservative socially, right? Uh, you mean they don't support like the trans movement and all that stuff? No. But why not? I mean, oh. that's that's human rights. Trans rights are human rights? Yeah, that's what they say at the marches. Hit that next one reversal. So, um, and I'm not even sure where this is at. It's uh, Dubai. No, it's not. It's in. Uh, it's in. Uh, where is Rashida Tlaib? Is she Detroit? She's Michigan. So this is this is her district. And th- this is a, the school board meeting. Like so many, Drew, our friend, actually uh, had his first or one of his his first um, meetings where he was trying to get some of the the leftist books booted. So. We'll have him on again soon. But, you know, the the way the left coddled all minority groups and, like, dude, I, it's almost like they've, they've quietly, slowly, but smoothly kind of cut Islam out. Because, you know, that was the big, you know, Islam was their big thing there for a while. It was, yes. And now this conflict is here. It's going to be interesting to sit back and see how this plays out because a lot of people make all the enemy of any is my friend. Like, nah, dude, like, no. Because like they said, you know, you're talking jihad and martyrdom. Like, the the core principle of Islam dictates that jihad's a thing, dude. The The core tenets of Islam are antithetical to, to our way of life because it's such, it's such there's only part of, of Islam is a religious component, uh, governmental, judicial, um, social, dietary you name it like it, it and they're very hard the the majority of them by my estimation are very hardcore as far as their adherence and especially socially and, and with the it, it just depends i think that that a lot of them are silently silently complicit when they see things that you know that occur over there sunni shiites like the 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 violence especially against western targets i think that a lot of them, and this is my opinion, dude, if it's offensive, it's offensive, but I just think that a lot of them silently uh, approve, whether they openly support it or not. I think that there's back channels all throughout the United States, mosques and stuff. They openly support what? Violence against the West. Oh, yeah. So. It's how they're in. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. It's how they're brought up. And it's, so, I can't, I'm, I'm sorry, man, I can't get on. I, this is just me. I'm not on board with Islam or the Muslim community in that regard. Like, so like, it's just interesting to me because this was inevitable. This was always going to happen. So this school board meeting, the Muslims are pissed about the the queer books, and the queers are standing up and talking crap to the Muslims, and it's just getting all rowdy. So there's there's two. This is two of the uh, pro gay book speakers here, and so just check it out for for a minute. It's just to me, it's just it's very interesting having watched the. the um, the promotion, the glorification of Islam during the eight years of Barack Obama, knowing this would eventually happen. It's, it's finally, you're starting to see the conflict, and the gay people, they don't like Muslims, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, because they get thrown off of rooftops over in there. And we've said this for years. Check it out. Queer kids, they have made them terrified. Can you pause that for a second? And I come to you to- This is a morbidly, morbidly obese black woman. Just 
very, very large woman. And uh, she's wearing a rainbow sweater. So I just, I just thought it was good for context. This is just a big, very large woman. As a mother, as a member of this community, as a wife, a mother, a queer mother, and as a woman who always has to fight for their right to exist, as a black woman who always has to fight for their right to exist, as a queer person who has always had to fight for their right to exist, I am sick and tired of people telling me to go off and be whatever I am somewhere else. I am not going anywhere. I am sick of the only books that my son can read are about slavery and lynching, things that I find disgusting. Those are things that I hate. Those are things that I find unacceptable. But we are always reading about those things. We never get to read about love, kindness. If it bleeds, it leads. Anything that gets shot, anybody time somebody gets in a car accident on Beach Daily or Gully, it's the first thing on the news. If a lesbian couple gets married down the street, you never hear about it. Quiet! It is my turn. Please address the, the board. And please be respectful of the speaker. Books are media. Quiet. <laughs> Reclaiming my time. I want five seconds back. Please continue. Please continue now. I will not be shouted out by people who are of a faith other than mine. She's screaming. Thank you for your you just comment. can't hear it because he's away from the mic. Pause that for a second. Again, another, the reason I think that's funny is because, like, and you'll see how they treat this guy, but, like, the Muslim men that you can see directly behind her. Yes, I was they, watching them. They, they've never dealt with, a, with an American black woman before, dude, and the indignation, and you know what I mean? Yeah. And how boisterous they can be. But the thing is, like, the only books I can read, they're always about lynching. That's not even close to true. I bet she couldn't name one of them. Absolutely not. That's That's completely inaccurate. You're a liar. Especially in that district, which anywhere, you're a liar. That's complete nonsensical hyperbole. But the other idea, you know, that I have to struggle to exist. Like, dude, have you ever thought about your heart? Your heart has a struggle exist inside your to exist inside your chest. But where, and where her ankles are struggling? Oh, I guarantee it. But dude, where and her zippers and her bra and her whatever would be covering her midsection. But anyway, and the skin that's on her neck. But could no, you, that gave up. It's just hanging out. <laughs> it is. That's true. Touche. I would love to know how it is that, like, that you think that you have to struggle to exist as a black gay or whatever it is. Like, she don't struggle to exist at the food line no. or the buffet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you don't struggle to exist nowhere, dude. Like, you show up at the freaking salad. Well, no, you don't go to a salad bar. You show up at the food. Ice cream bar. The food bank. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But now check this guy out. They're, they're they're a little more hostile towards him, dude. Like they kind of, I love it, man. And there'll be a link in our description. So, a debate about books. It's a debate about culture. And let's just admit that, because be respectful and allow someone who want to ban books about gay people and come up and use words like pedophile to describe gay people who use words like sexual perversion to describe gay people. You're not trying to ban a book. You're trying to ban gay people. 
That's what this is about. And it's obvious because the signs are there. Let's talk about what this really is. You hate gay people, and it's obvious, because look at how you behave when one gay person speaks. Look at how you act, and your children are watching. Mr. Stone, Mr. Stone, you need you need to... You need I'm to being address the down. board. You need Look to how angry address that the board is. and not the audience. Yes, well, I'd like to also say this. Characters in books deserve to be defended. Every kind of character. Gay characters, black characters, every diverse kind of character that can exist in a book belongs in our libraries. And you know what? They belong for one very simple reason, because literature reflects reality. Address the board, please. Literature reflects reality. There's people who do all kinds of things in books. They're villains. They shoot people, they hurt people, they do dastardly things. And we don't try to ban them from every book. And if the most wretched villain belongs on the page of a book, then so too does a young gay child or a gay character who's just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, just trying to survive, but the uh, th those people are absolutely yeah. outraged, right? And But obviously, a lot, like there was a lot there to, to take apart and unpack, and I could dismantle it for an hour. But the, the whole thing is, man, because Drew dealt with this uh, at his school board meeting, and there's some similar some similarities to some of the things that that guy was saying that some of the people said to him, and like, oh, I'm not about banning books. Like, the, so the people are scared to ban the books because oh, I, I don't ban books. And the thing is, man, like, there's multiple ways to look at this, and allow me to ramble for just a moment. But if you think those same people that that are all uh, oh, you, we don't ban books. Oh, dude! If you guys could snap your fingers and get rid of the Bible, quit playing, dude. You guys would you would get rid of all kinds of books, dude. You would get rid of Rush Limbaugh's books. You would get rid of Donald Trump's books. You would get rid of anybody's books that you could, if you thought it was reasonable and feasible. But of course, you don't have. There's there's no defense for getting rid of their rid of their books, but there's a difference. Nobody's saying we want to ban this book. We're saying we don't want this book and. A, a library where children are. That's it's that simple. Like this, this should be in an, a, an adult section at a regular library or at a bookstore or whatever. It doesn't belong here because it's perverted and it's six and, it, it, and it's hypersexual. Has no business here. That's that's all there is to it. But they're trying to muddy the waters by saying that oh, you, we're banning books. Like, nobody's saying to ban the book. Like. I'm not saying take it off all shelves everywhere and burn it. That's what they're trying to liken it to. We're saying take it out of the children's library, pervert. And so the, the thing is, it doesn't even matter. Like, that's what, again, that's another point where they're trying to make, make it obtuse is, um, oh, you have the gay characters. We can have gay characters. You have hetero characters, yes. But the heterosexual characters aren't talking about, it, it's pornography is what it is. Like, they're not talking about overt sexual things and literally graphics of, homosexual acts we don't have that because that would be pornography which is what this is that's why people don't want it in there and so and, and like with the the black woman being like all hyper emotional irrelevant like you you can yell and say you're sick of it but that does that's not a defense 
to keep pornography around children. You can be, dude, you can be so mad that your eyeballs pop out. Doesn't matter. Like, you, you could bleed from your tear ducts. You're so mad, and your ears could shoot blood, too. It doesn't matter, like, if that's how mad you are. But you, I, don't, I think her heart would obviously fail way before that. But it, does, it doesn't have the power to pump that hard. But uh, either way, it, it's irrelevant how angry you are. But your, your level of anger doesn't justify putting pornography around kids. That's all there is to it, dude. And they don't get that. They think that every, and every issue with the left, the louder they scream, they think that equates to, to, to a reason for whatever they want. Like they think that, that that equates to justification for whatever their cause is, like their level of anger, and it just doesn't, dude. Why do you think they, they think like that with the, the because they've boisterous been, that they are? Because they've been because programmed to have emotions. No, I think in mass, when they're quote unquote educated, that they're taught and unknowingly taught on an emotional appeal. And I think that emotionally unstable people tend to lean left politically because they're easily manipulated and they believe false narratives. Like I think they're foolish people that are idealistic and, and soft, weak, feeble minded people. I, I really do. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're oddball people. I mean, why do you think that? Why do you think they fall for this? I mean, basically what you said, I mean, it's just, they're conditioned, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just craziness. They're nut bars, dude. And I, I just think it's funny, man. I, I like to see them get that mad. I think it's hilarious, dude. But yeah. the, the problem is a lot of people, say school board committee members, they're scared of that. Like you, you can, Most people are scared of confrontation. Well, yes, man, the and, thing and, is, and ration, this is their version of confrontation. I mean, yeah. this is like as, as confrontational and, and as aggressive as these liberals usually get. Yeah, but what what that like? And the, I'll give the gay dude credit. Gay dude went in the gauntlet with these these Muslims, oh, dude, yeah. and they are hot. Like, I'd have to say, as far as like, uh, and that ball headed dude. I mean, yeah, he, no he, yeah, with the cam with the yeah, body the cam camera, on. Yeah. yeah, he he wasn't he was not happy. No, he but, was not. And he, he was pretending he was going to be physical where the guy was getting in between him. I noticed that that his. You know, he got more aggressive when the guy got in between him. Like, come on, dude. Like, not like that. Like, you're going to beat up this sissy. Like, that's not going to accomplish anything if you beat up this queer. The next, This next one is uh, an extension of what we talked about last week on the child trafficking stuff. And it's a clip from Fox News, uh, Jesse Waters' show, I think it is. I'm not super familiar with Fox, but I do know that is Jesse Waters. Um, so just roll it reverso. How much money are we talking about per child? Jesse, good evening, and thank you for tackling such a subject matter. Uh, right now, the smuggling is $8,000 per child to bring across the border. But when the children are placed by the Biden administration inside the country, we're now also finding that they're placed within CPS, and they're classified as a level two or a level four CPS child, which could range from $156 to $349 per day. Jesse, that's $3,000 to $15,000 per day per child on the taxpayer's dollar. Who gets that money? Does the nonprofit get it or does a sponsor get it for taking in a migrant child? It would either be the sponsor or the nonprofit. But remember, many of our CPS facilities are not NGOs. They're for-profit facilities. Right now, the Biden administration has selected a handful of the CPS owner-operators and have asked them to open new facilities solely for migrant children, not to take in any American children. And again, if you, it adds up, Jesse, $15,000 per child per month is a lot of money. That's big money. So there's no vetting. Is that what you're saying? 
saying they're just like, oh, whatever, you're an adult, here you go, here's a kid? Jesse, there's no vetting. There's no vetting whether the person taking the child is a sex offender, whether they're on a registry, whether they have any prior convictions. As a matter of fact, some of these CPS facilities and the NGOs shut down, reorganize under a new name. Many of them, Jesse, are funded in the, in the onset by the CCP. Chinese money all over this. This thing uh, stinks from beginning to end. China is funding these facilities which are getting paid yes. by U.S. taxpayers to take in these kids and then hand them out to these sponsors who end up being sex offenders? Yes, Jesse, it's very lucrative business. To open up a CPS facility is around $10 million. That initial investment, and most of them are LLCs. They turn into nonprofits later, but they're LLCs, so it's big business. A lot of money is poured into the U.S. to fund the onset of these CPS facilities in our country because they know there's big government contracts on the back end to bring ROI. Is the Biden administration aiding and abetting international child trafficking? Absolutely. I spoke at the United Nations last week and at the Cease Africa Summit the week before, and it is common knowledge that human trafficking destination A is the United States. It's basically common word of mouth around the world at the moment for sex traffic rings that you want to move children into the United States because the Biden administration, Jesse, has declared us open for trafficking business. What happened to your sister? My sister was trafficked through a corporate setting, through the music industry, and she was trafficked for six years, thankfully rescued, 1994 through 2001, Jesse. And we've been fighting this crime since then. And I can tell you, 53 countries around the world, I have never seen the spike in the rise of child sexual exploitation on the hands of a government looking the other way as I do right now. I don't have a whole lot to add to that as far as dialogue versus what I said last week. Just add that into the pile of what these nasty bastards are doing. So grotesquely incentivizing child sex trafficking. And so that, that was one of big Donald Trump's big things that, that, that he was doing was trying to, to curb this and hear these people come back and put it on steroids. Dude, there's, like I said last week, there's a, there's a reason why the border's wide open, and it's completely nefarious, obviously. That's interesting about China funding yeah. that, the CCP. Mm -hmm. I would like to dissect that a little bit more dig into it let me know what you find i will it's uh it's trying to tear the country apart from within absolutely I, I mean that's that would be my first first guest yeah absolutely that's exactly right because they come from all angles oh yeah I, I agree with that i just wonder it's amazing that they can actually think about that stuff and not only think about it but follow through with it well, they've created, they, they've helped create this scenario, like the stuff we just discussed, that's fostered this environment of unadulterated perversion. Like that's, dude, that's, that's, like I said before, railing on pornography. Not only that, but also China <coughs> is, <laughs> China is shipping and providing so many chemicals and so all the ingredients to make the meth and the fentanyl and everything to Mexico. I mean, it's coming in on container ships yeah. to Mexico. Yes. So that they can make it mm -hmm. and send it to the U.S. Oh, yeah. And, dude, you think this administration is not aware of that? They're fully aware of that. Yeah, they probably are, are sending instructions for the Coast Guard not to stop those ships. There would have to be some tacit approval somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
I don't know. That, uh, like I said, I didn't have a whole lot of dialogue to add to that. I just thought it was good information. And that actually could have been filed under, which we didn't have uh, this uh, our special segment last week, but we do I this week. That. Uh, you know, sometimes you get tired of it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for this week. An idiot cross-dressing confused moron, pervert, Democrat, and a job wackos. Can, can you believe it? Captain Show, can you believe it? Get the party started. And really what we're looking to do is get the party started because right now you're doing the, what do they call it? The Huba Stank is what they call it. Is that the name of a band? <laughs> Dailymail.com. Politics is a dirty business. New York Dem congressional candidate posts porn hub sex tape film with adult actors to promote sex positive policies, including legalized prostitution. Mike Itkus, a third-party liberal candidate in New York's 12th district and current major in the U.S. Army Reserve, is running to unseat Jerry Nadler in November. Now, everyone remember, Jerry Nadler is the one that had a bowel movement in front of everybody and had to kind of, uh, what did he shuffle off stage? It's like a penguin walk. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Just don't forget that. One of Ica's key campaign issues is decriminalizing sex work. So to promote it, he participated in an adult film, which he posted to the sex site Pornhub. Wow. A la Hunter Biden. Wow. Itkus, whose bio describes himself as a not married, no kids, not celibate, atheist, stars with adult actress Nicole Sage in a fairly straightforward video. The video is about 13 minutes long. Opens with the performer, Sage, clarifying that she consents to the scene and is not under the influence of drugs or alcohol. It then walks into the scene and clarifies that the two have been tested for STDs and established a safe word. Stop. Huh. Itkus told City and State that he made the video in an attempt to walk the walk, a conversation piece, backing up his campaign promises regarding sex work. Wow. So this guy is going to decriminalize sex work, prostitution, and he... Are you okay, Reverso? Uh, you sound like you might have got excited about that. Uh, uh, What's your porn? He's looking for the tape. Okay. Uh, what what has society come to, man? I mean, this is just this has Sodom and Gomorrah written all over it. Well, I, th- I just think that the good people stay quiet, man. Like people don't call a spade a spade, and and when it comes to anything kind of sex sex based, dude. Again, when I'm talking about pornography, dude, anybody's been listening for any amount of time knows the tirades that go on about pornography, and again. It's not for me to, to sit here and say that I'm speaking from a Jasper, Jasper throne of high and mighty. I know uh, the power of porn addiction. And, dude, it's a, it's a scourge on this country. And I think when people are kind of have this secret compulsion to look at internet porn, they, they kind of give this stuff a free pass. Like, hey, you know, what's it hurting? But, yeah, that's, I mean, that's it's pretty disturbing, dude, that you would, you would have a, uh, a congressional candidate Making, which, I mean, then again, you've got the, the quote-unquote president of the United States, the first son. He had he had posted stuff on Pornhub and sent links to 
pedo Pete. So, man, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of votes this guy gets. Oh, he's not winning. I guess he could. I would. Yeah. Well, well, obviously the party's going to back Penguin Pooper, but yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) I just like the way you talked about the safe word. Can you talk about it again? The safe word. Yeah. Stop. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) Stop. I wonder. So I'm assuming when did you? I'm assuming you watch. Did they? uh, Did they have to employ the safe word reversal? I don't watch. Oh, okay. Well, hey, he is. A uh, well, he's not a cross dresser, but he's a more on pervert Democrat. Nudge out wacko. Hey, speaking of that, next up we got, uh, and I don't know where this is from. I just thought it was interesting uh, in relation to some of the other things we're going to play. And we're going to, yeah, she's large and in charge. It reminds Cartoons. me of that uh, the cartoon like I love you, the big volcano. She looks like that volcano that sticks out of the water, like the big fat ugly thing. I love you, nobody. Yeah. Verso, Chris What's stop playing that movie. You're, you're too cool for school. What I don't know. I don't know. Reverso knows all. Disney I don't know movies. the name of the movie. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, is it the too. one where she goes like under the sea or something? And I just saw the music video for it. <sighs> so my kids watched it a couple of times. And it was kind of catchy. Wow. I don't know if it was if there's an actual movie attributed to it. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. It was pretty popular. Whatever it was, you know. Bicep denotes two. That would be a, what well, you know, it's not a quadruple set because there's like, you know, there's multiple things hanging down there. What's five? Quinn, like Quinn. Yeah, that's a that's a quincep. Quincep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're you, right. Do you ever remember again another movie reference? Nutty Nutty Professor. Oh yeah. When he says uh, hungry, he says he asked him for a couple of snacks, and one of the things he said was rack of lamb. <laughs> It's a snack. Can get you a snack? A rack of lamb? They're asking what white people are superior at to these different black people. And this this woman here is like, I was wondering, okay, is that her her cleavage or is that a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, like a slide Good gosh. Oh, no, that... Or is that an extra armpit? <laughs> I am confused, dude. Her, yeah, her armpit has biceps. <laughs> Actually, it's udders. Her armpit has udders. Okay, that's enough. Sorry. You ready? Yes. What <laughs> exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma was saying, them white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from 
the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying, telling lies. Well, withholding information. Come on. Let's let's be fair. The whole stop snitching thing. But it's just kind of an example example of how Democrats have uh, used race to for divisional purposes. And we're going to contrast that in just a minute. This next one is the deplorable veterans post. And so like that kind of that, that device of rhetoric that we were just talking about creates people like this, that with Daryl Brooks, the Waukesha guy that, that ran his SUV through that parade. And so I guess he's defending himself. Oh, he's defending himself. Yes. It's like people are really mad about this video talking about how, you know, um, it's just disgusting. And, um, they're just upset about it, and the thing is, man, the the beauty of this is, is there's no way this guy is going to be able to get himself out of this. Like, e- even if he had good defense, I don't. There's no way to get out of it. And the thing is, too, they're like, oh, he's trying to do this for an insanity plea. And I don't know. Look, dude, I'm obviously not even remotely close to a, a lawyer, but but he seems he speaks clear. He seems to be of relatively sound mind, just very low intelligence. And so, this is him. Tra- like the the the, pre- the proceedings have begun, and this is just a clip of him uh, cross examining cross examining a witness. So yeah, check him out, dude. He's getting his uh, he's getting his defense on. What you can recall? Do I remember if I can recall? Do you remember the disturbance you recall? Yes, I do. Would you state what that is? What, well, what that was, rather? Uh, I heard a horn beeping, and then a Ford Escape came through the um, parade route, and you drove past me and wouldn't stop, and you continued driving into the parade route. Who is you? Uh, Daryl Brooks, the defendant, seated at the table. Um, let the record reflect that I do not identify by that name, nor do I know anybody by that name. Your objection is noted. His defense is not me. Yeah, not well, it, and he shaved that nasty garbage off his head. Remember, it had like that filthy, nasty, like junk hanging yeah. off his head, like dreadlocks, they call that. And it just looked like trash. It looked like a shop vac hose. Covered in freaking tar and dirt and <laughs> dust and dog crap hanging off his head and he shaved it all off. So like <laughs> I don't know if I wonder why. I mean I don't know who that's that's uh I mean, That ain't me Myers like this. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why he <laughs> shaved that off. Yeah, surely that garbage took a long time to grow and accumulate all that dookie that was in it. Yeah, but I mean, isn't that like who he is? Why would he shave it's that not, off, man? It's who he be. Oh. Well, he don't identify as that anymore. So now we are segueing out of this week in Idiot Crossdress and Confused Moral Pervert Democrat Nut Job Wackos into uh, something different. And this is the thing that the ultra deplorable veteran on uh, True Social posted. And we may have him on uh, next show, by the way. Um, yeah, we're working out the logistics for that. Check this guy out here. Just uh, And I, I can't remember who this guy is. Sorry, I'm not a sports guy. Around that time, something got formulated called the NBA bubble. And there was a lot of pressure on all the NBA players to kneel for the national anthem and to wear the Black Lives Matter t-shirt. 
the shirt was just in your locker. We didn't have any other options. So I decided to John, just go out there without a shirt on, without a warm up on. You know, players and coaches and the entire organization had been talking about it for a few days before that. And we had a team meeting early on and, and guys said, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to kneel. And it turned into a team only meeting. And one of my teammates turned towards me and says, Jonathan, what are you going to do? And I said, fellas, I'm not going to put that T-shirt on. I'm not going to kneel. And, uh, you know, chaos broke out. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be crazy. You know, it's going to be everywhere. Um, but but I, I knew what I was standing for was dear to me. I knew I believed that the, the gospel was going to be the answer for the world, that all of us seeing that we all fall short of God's glory and that if we're throwing stones at anybody else it's at a different color, at a different individual, we're throwing stones from a, from a glass house because we've done wrong, too. Man, amen to that. Yeah, it's just pretty amazing individual to be able to to resist and and to, to be able to stand firm on absolute principle, man. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, we actually have one more in the same vein, which you have like a liberal baiting a stupid question to a, a black coach, and I thought this one was beautiful too. So check this out, Ta- Todd Bowles, and it's uh, this is posted by Clay Travis. Says Todd Bowles didn't get the woke memo on NFL racism. Listen to the question he gets from left wing reporters and his responses. You, you and Mike Tomlin are two of the few black head coaches in the league. I wonder what your relationship is like with them and your thoughts on Steve Wilkes joining that fold. I have a very good relationship with Tomlin. Uh, we don't look at what color we are when we coach against each other. We just know each other. I have a lot of very good white friends that coach in this league as well, and I don't think it's a big deal as far as us being coaching against each other. I think it's normal. Wilkes got an opportunity to do a good job. Hopefully he does it. And we coach ball. We don't look at color. But you also understand that representation matters too, right? And that when young aspiring coaches or even football players, they see you guys, you know, they see someone that looks like them, maybe grew up like them, that has to mean something. Well, when you say you see you guys and look like them and grow up like them, it means that we're eyeballs to begin with. And I think the minute you guys start, stop making a big deal about it, everybody else will as well. You, you and Mike Tomlin. <laughs> Home roasted. Yeah. yeah. Get a piece of that action, idiot. And that's so, the thing, too, how she tries to guide. Like, yeah. It's just sick, man, because she, she thinks he's a stupid individual. She believes that he's that he's unintelligent to be speaking to him in that manner. Yeah. To be trying to guide him along to her stupid narrative. Yeah. So give me the backstory on this. Who's he going up against? I don't, oh, I, that's I don't a rever- watch sports. I don't, I don't know. either. That's a reverso. Uh, let's hear it. They were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and their head coach is African American as well. Hey, oh, there are not a lot of black coaches. Yeah, in the NFL, there, there's three now, I believe. So Out the one at Pittsburgh teams. Steelers, what's his name? Mike Tomlin. Oh, yeah, okay. that's, that's no. Yeah. I was thinking the other guy. Wasn't there some other guy that wrote books and stuff that was a uh, uh, professional football coach? Yeah, the Denver Broncos. No, there's there's a guy that Dan Marino. My gosh, I can't believe you don't know this reverso. Chuck Liddell. I don't know. Because he has an awesome book. Um, Yeah, so I thought he was talking about Tony Dungy. But evidently, he retired in 2008. Yeah. So that shows how much I care about sports. Mm. Well, I I mean, I thought that was – I thought that was pretty classic. That is. That's awesome. Yeah. That's I, I like two both great those. ways to I end. like both those guys. Yeah. Let's see if we can get them on the show. Reversal. Get on it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, please give us a rating. Give us a like. Leave us a review. And we Don't will give us any rating. Five-star rating. And hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you next week.
that's too true for radio. And all you can't sing about it, they'll show you the door. Cause Nashville ain't got any balls anymore. They cast you aside, hope you'll tuck tail and leave. But you ain't ever met an old boy quite like me. Well, I'd rather be real than put on a fake show. But that's too true for.